The house is on fire. The, the, for those of you who are joining us live on today's episode, this is what today's topics have me feeling like right now. This background image where everything's on fire. <laughs> Literally, we come right out of the holiday season. It's like, yeah, I got pizza for every- what happened? The looking- darkest timeline, I think, is the name of this episode. <laughs> the darkest, the darkest timeline. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Um. Anyway, guys, welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Omega Z, aka Ken Cardez, editor in chief of the written core content over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com, alongside Gino, aka CL Geek Boy, owner and Yay. operator of the Waypoint Cafe, where we are coming to you live. For this very, very fun episode of all the latest in gaming news. Uh, not too much esports happenings right now. I know we had the... Uh, uh, no, there was there was some esports drama in Overwatch League. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I know in the League of Legends, the, their World Championships just got finalized. They have their yeah. top 16. Um, but outside of that... Business and Pokemon. Usual, I guess. <laughs> and VGC actually just announced the rule set. Oh, yeah, I know. They, they already bound uh, Hound, Houndstone in the new Pokemon? No, that's oh. Cerebi that bound it uh, okay. because of its, uh, it has it an has, ability. It has an attack that's too high. Yeah, it's base at 300 attack power, which is absurdly high for every, anything. Mm-hmm. But it gains more power the more knocked out Pokemon you have. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet is definitely something we're going to be talking about today alongside uh, everything. A, lot, a lot of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but as always, every episode, we'd love to update you with what we've been playing. And uh, Gino has... My PlayStation 5 has a use now. <laughs> what does your PlayStation 5 do now? <laughs> because now I have a nice... I, I'm still mad that I had to buy a Sony Bravia TV to you actually unlock. You have to buy it. It has features that are locked away from me. <laughs> I paid... It's like a car. I paid for the whole speedometer. I'm going to use the whole speedometer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a safe thing to do, by the way. Right. Um. <laughs> so, God of War looks gorgeous. Like, an actual, like, Ultra HD 120 frame. I mean, it looks great on my TV. I have, like, the regular 4K Like, I sat... Like, I had a 4K TV before, but it had... It had damage. It? Okay. Mine was damaged. I had an original LG OLED TV that was um, that had screen burning. So it was funny because so if you we were playing a KOF on it, Terry Bogard looked green, like his hair was green, <laughs> and like it, it's kind of crazy. So it's like okay, I, I've I've gotten so used to like things not being color matched. So I went. I'm replaying all my PlayStation Five games now because I'm like, wait, colors aren't messed up. Let's see what it looks like. Crazy thing about this TV, it came with a webcam. Oh, that's cool. The webcam can be used as a regular webcam, but you want to know what the webcam is actually used for? What? It adjusts the color and screen brightness dependent on the room light, ambient light. That's actually really cool. And I sat here, I was like, did Sony just come out of nowhere and start making good TVs again? Thank you. I've missed when Sony made quality high-end product. How much is this TV again? So it's normally 6K on Black Friday. They had it for half off. So for 3K. Oh, 3K. Oh, I only got to sacrifice a kidney. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat here. I'm like, 3K for the 65-inch. Ah, oh, damn. 
Let's hope I uh, do really well. <laughs> <in Dragon laughs> yeah, <Ball> Nats. <laughs> and let's, let's just see if I win Nats and sell my gold prize card. And like, be like, yes, Dragon Ball no. got me my next TV. <laughs> That's the goal right now. <laughs> no, but like, in all seriousness, I'm sitting here. I'm just like, thank you, Sony. Like, I know that they've been pushing their monitors recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the 1440p monitors that they have. Yeah, they I haven't have tried out the InZone brand yet because I know that um, there have been rumors that the panels they're using are their reject panels from their TVs. So I'm like, I'm gonna live. The last time Sony did that, PlayStation TV. Yeah, the 3D TV. I not, remember. Not, yeah, <laughs> not to be confused with the actual cool Vita TV that they had. Um. That stuff was that that was really interesting. My only complaint about the TV is that it's a smart TV. So it doesn't go to the input right away. It launches like an Android like main stage thing. Um Yeah. So you've been having fun with your new TV. Yes, I've been having fun with my new TV. Pokemon looks hilarious on it. I love it. Kinda wonder I wonder how that I'll be quite honest with you. Pokemon um, just needs... The, okay, I'm going to just go into a quick review of Pokemon. Storyline? Yeah. Storyline? Perfect. Mechanics? Great. Everything is perfectly fine. I like how they handled everything. Right. Literally, it's just cosmetic stuff that doesn't really bother me that much. Like, after the first hour, I'm like, okay, this looks like crud. It needs anti-aliasing. It's like, okay, whatever. And people are like, yeah, this just goes to show that the Switch's hardware is getting old. I'm like, you have Monolith Soft's Xenoblade Saga 3. Just point at any of Nintendo's library. It's like, look, the reality is Monolith Soft offered the Pokemon company to be like, do you want us to fix your game? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we'll gladly do the polishing for you. It's, I don't know. I think Game Freak has too much of a hold over it. No, it's, um, from my understanding, it's a Simpsons contract. Game Freak has to make Pokemon games until it drops out of popularity. They are literally entrapped by the Pokemon company. That's hilarious. Remember, because Game Freak makes other games. Yeah. I've bought a few. <laughs> yeah, so have I. And it's just like, yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck making these. It's terrible. It's stuck. It's, it generally sucks, I feel like. Yeah, the, the Pokemon Scarlet Violet stuff has been pretty interesting, to say the least. Um, like, I haven't played it myself, but there are a lot of patrons here at the cafe that play it. Uh, just the other day, I was watching them tackle the uh, the Charizard raid. Yeah. Uh, which was very cool to watch. Um, I like that they introduced the raid mechanics. And they made the raid mechanic better than what Sword and it's Shield a lot was. More, it's definitely a lot better than what they had in Sword and Shield. It's a um, guaranteed capture. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's like, I don't care. So it was just fun to watch them do that. Um, so, like, I get that the, the game is fun and everything like that. I think maybe just, like, I'm such a stickler for actual polish that anytime a game has, like... I get what you're saying. Glitches and stuff. I just look at it and I go... I just... I go, why? I No, I understand. Like, I understand how you In this day and age, especially, like, if you're a developer that's up there in the echelons yeah. of design, like, Why? And I think part of it was, let's be quite, I'll be quite honest with you, they worked on four Pokemon games at the same time. Snap 2, um, Arceus. And the MOBA. The MOBA. Well, the MOBA was uh, put out too, and then the Diamond Pearl remakes, those were all outsourced. Right. And then this game. 
I think they genuinely stri- we had a new Pokemon game every year for literally three years in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So. So you feel like they were just stretched too thin? I think, yeah, I think it's that. The reality is they should have delayed this gen, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there needs to be a Pokemon game every year. Well, it, it was never like that. It's every four to five years. Well, every Between mainline. Gens. Every mainline, main yeah. One, but there's always a Pokemon, Pokemon game, game like every year. year now, yeah. I feel like, like you can cut one like, <laughs> like every they other were year. Able, no, they were able to do it during... Um, Diamond and Pearl, when they had Pokemon Ranger, the Pokemon, um, like when they did the spin-off games, because those were great games. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, mm-hmm. things like that. Those were great, in my opinion. Um, I think Game Freak just needs to expand. Or Nintendo just has to swallow it and actually just take development in-house. Just buy Game Freak out, finally, and take it in-house. Which they will never do. Which they won't probably do. Because it's just like, come on, like, I feel bad. Like, I did it, like, because the game is actually a great game. Mm-hmm. My only caveat again is, like, give me the full Pokedex again. And I know they can do it if they just clean up their code. I'm surprised that it doesn't have, like, They're, they run out of room. They Pokemon. literally <laughs> run out of room. And that's the crazy part. That's insane to think about. Like, Okay, fine. You run out of room, but you can learn compression, proper compression, which I doubt that these things Maybe are. Maybe they don't want to do that. Well, it's they it's not even that. It's wanna... it's it's not that they don't want to do it. Probably it's more so. I understand the the, the headache of balancing all of that. Mm-hmm. I get that at the competitive level because look at Dota. Like you have two people, actually technically one person who balances a hundred and fifty seven heroes. Right. Like that's a monumental task. Um, now do that for a thousand plus Pokemon. Like you need a legitimate competitive team to make sure that things are balanced. On top of that, then you have like, there's just coding problems. Like you just have to actually look at some of the code and be like, yeah, this is junk code. We might have to actually change move sets and how they interact with things and things like that. Right. So they might actually have to go all the way back down to really old code for like the original 150 one Pokemon and be like, we have to redo all of this. So, like, I get it. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Like, I genuinely believe that it's just a monumental task that might cost more money than that they genuinely make off the games. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Pokemon Company makes their money off of merch, off of TCG, like they, plushes, yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. The games are just a drop in the bucket. <laughs> They make that money off that sweet, sweet anime sponsorships. Yeah. (laughs) Ash finally won a world championship. He won the world tournament. Yeah. I'll be quite honest with you. That was the hypest episode I ever saw. Yo, I watched the the, Cynthia fight was so good. Yeah. But like the last fight with that Pikachu Charizard, that reached like Dragon Ball Super levels of hype. That's not the first time they've done that. I know, but it's just really cool. Go to watch see that Infernape in versus Pokemon. Paul. <laughs> the Infernape versus Electrifier fight was literally Infernape's like, oh, he's down. Oh, his ability kicks in. I'm like, my man went Super Saiyan. Yeah. Hair and all. <laughs> I, that's what I felt like when Pikachu yeah. charged up, like when he when when Ash was like trying to root him on. Yeah. I felt like I, I could hear the <laughs> ultra instinct theme. <laughs> 
It's like you just someone actually <laughs> edited it with the theme. That's hilarious. And I'm just like, yeah, no, yeah. Pokemon can be a hype anime at times. <laughs> uh, but it's a great moment. I, I hear they're gonna, I don't know if it was it today or they're going to make a new anime announcement soon. They are making a new anime announcement. Um, everyone thought, oh, is this going to be Ash retiring? No. It's him at 18 finally. It's basically what they're doing is. Um, they said, yes, Ash became like a, a champion, right. but it's not. It's like the first step to him becoming a Pokemon master. That's what they said. OK, so, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I know I saw like some artwork where like there's an older Ash. Yeah. With the same Pikachu. Yeah. I saw that floating around online. So um, um, that was actually done by the original artist. He's like, this was one of the things that like when when they said when it's done, you'll see him as an adult. Cool. To see what kind of person he becomes. That's cool. I like that story. That's a really nice story. Yeah, it's his first. It's his first uh, foray into becoming a Pokemon master. And by the way, this is not the first championship he's won. I mean, he's there was the Orange Island League, which we don't really count because it's not in the games. Mm-hmm. It has to be game canon. But technically, he is a battle coordinator. Which is based off of Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald's um, battle area. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm just glad that he's like not 10 years old anymore. Yeah. So that's something that I'm happy about. Yeah. Um, what else have you been playing? Just besides Pokemon and... Pokemon, everything. Yeah. Uh, dance, bowing down to your machine overlord. That is the PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> Jabroni Brawls 3. Oh, God. <laughs> still that. I remember we talked about that last episode. It's fun. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. So unironically, uh, I picked up the new Need for Speed Unbound on Monday. So wait, well, let me ask you. Everyone tells me that it's an anime game. Oh uh, yeah, it's. it's Everyone like says that it's cel shaded anime style. Everyone keeps telling me as if we ever got an initial D game, this is it. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to review it for the site, so I might as well tell you my impressions now. One of the cool things that I like about what EA did, the game actually doesn't officially come out until the second, but they did open up their full servers for people to play online on the 29th. Oh, that's cool. Um, so basically, if you had the EA Play, which yeah, yeah. since I have the PlayStation Premium, it comes with it. It comes with it. Yeah. Um, you were allowed to do up to a certain part in the story. But then you had like all the online races where you can. I like that. So they were able to do that. This is the most fun Need for Speed I have played since Most Wanted. <laughs> that, that's a, that's good. That's good. Like, if you, if, I want you to understand that I'm talking about Need for Speed Most Wanted from the 360 era. Yeah, I know. Okay? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> So like I have no. The one that had those was Bad Boys. I haven't appreciated <laughs> a Need for Speed game. In Since a long that time, time. it was most wanted. Carbon was okay, and then after Carbon, the series kind of fell apart for me. Um, but recently, the games have been getting a little bit better. Like the most recent one, Need for Speed Heat, yeah. is pretty decent. Uh, this is definitely like they went way back. If you could give, if you if you would have told me like X amount of years ago that the next good Need for Speed was going to be a mix of Underground and Most Wanted, I would not have believed you. And, yet, and it's, funny it that, uh, it's, it's funny that uh, in the chat, there's hashtag bring back burnout. Guess who the developers of this need for speed? The are? burnout devs. It's the burnout devs. <laughs> Criterion. So uh, <laughs> Criterion's technically not gone. They're not gone. They're still around. They're still around. They're just 
doing other they're stuff. Just, they're, they're, they're do other stuff, but Criterion did make this current Need for Speed, and that says a lot. Yeah, this game is really like I am surprised at how good this game is. It's super arcadey, just like the old Underground okay, and most like, Wanted, I which that. I've always loved. When they started trying to do like the arcade sim, and then, then there was one that was like almost full sim. I was like, no, this is not Need for Speed. Give me back my urban street racing, and that's exactly what we got mm. with Need for Speed Unbound. Like Travis Scott's in it. It's a bunch of like, it's bit, eh. it's very uh, hip hop influence and stuff. Which I I can have anime waifus on the side of my car. You can play as an anime waifu. That's a win. <laughs> um, there is nothing more humiliating than losing to someone who's all decked out like garbage all as an anime waifu and then you get a voice message like ha ah, I beat you <laughs> like, the deepest voice you sit there like really yeah um I mean that's so, me and, so and, like it's like it's got a mix of like cell shaded and yeah effects because the cars are done in like with the current like generation of yeah, but it, like effects. I said, everyone says that it's it looks like the the sequel to Initial D. Yeah. So where the anime stuff comes in is uh when you do like, let's say you leap off of a jump or whatever, yeah. it'll do like graffiti style wings will pop out of your car. Uh, when you do like a drift turn, it has like yeah. the graffiti style yeah. like yeah, sparks yeah, yeah, coming yeah. out. So it's really like the the visual aesthetic that they've put into it matches really, really well. nice. It's really cool. Um. I'm not as annoyed with like you know the the story because it has a campaign, um, so I'm not Race. as annoyed with the characters. Yeah, you do races and you rank up until you get until you beat like the main guy while you try to escape the cops. Need for Speed. Need for Speed. Payback. Payback was the one that was like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one wasn't too bad either. It wasn't that bad, but I 100 feel like they they saw Vin Diesel's movies and they're just kind of like, hey, we could do that as a game. Uh, that's, I think that's Which, exactly. What to be quite has. honest with you, is not a faulty line of thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That is not the faultiest line of thought. No, it's not. Those movies are 100 games. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I'm definitely gonna uh, highlight Need for Speed. Uh, on our Tuesday stream, because uh, we finished God of War on stream oh, yeah. recently, um, I thought about like doing streams where like I wanted to do the side quests and stuff. Like you know what, I want to do that on my own. Uh, I just want to keep it moving. And, did you uh, see um, the Game Awards thing that they did recently? What did I did I miss something outside of the uh, uh, list of nominees? Well, Valve did something absolutely insane. Okay, every minute of the Game Awards. If you enter via your Steam account and stuff like that, you had to have bought a game this year. If you enter, you get a little little sticker that's like a little Steam Deck like boy, like cute emote, and it enters you in a chance to win because they're giving away every single minute of the Game Awards a Steam Deck. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and all I had to do was buy a game this year on Steam. Yeah. To play games don't count, right? No, they do not. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Every single minute of the game awards. That's insane. I'm saying I'm like, you you really ramped up production that much. Oh my god. Well, they've been putting out a lot more, so yeah. They yeah. just opened up um direct sale to Asia. <laughs> so uh we, we we trying for Steam decks. <laughs> I am <laughs> the game it's awards like, it's like, next yeah, week. <laughs> Everyone's oh, looking at me like, Gino, you already logged, you already have a Steam Deck. I'm like, 
Yeah, but I can win two. Yeah. I can have another one. Yep. I'm about to be like, I'm going to have one. Like, I'm just going to log in every like minute. I'm going to win a Steam Deck. By the end of this show, I will win a Steam Deck. <laughs> no, just you just have to enter once, and then every it's basically. Well, I just have to a buy a game on Steam. I don't know what yeah. I want to buy now. I'll probably buy like a. You can buy Vampire Survivors. Oh, yeah, it's like seven dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for console release, like I did with Sable. I know. Well, that's I also I've been playing that Sable finally came out uh, on the PlayStation Five. How do you feel about it? I, I loved the game when I played it originally. Yeah, yeah, and playing it again, I I was just it brought back the feelings I got. From the game. From the game, which is why, you know, I highlighted it last year in our top 10. Um, <laughs> support that game. Well, Vampire Survivors, that's, yes. his, that's his personal game of the year. I mean, it's a great game. It's a great game. I know, I know, I know some people are not too happy with what we're going with for our game of the year, but. Um, oh, well. Oh, well. I'm the editor in chief. What I, <laughs> what I say goes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, listen. If there was nothing else, the other one would win. Yes. And that's that's not a good testament to the to industry, in my opinion. I know. Anyway. I mean, I do have one that's like my personal, personal, like, I, I can't, you already put, know I who can't my, put it over. You know who my personal is. No. Tunic. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Tunic is great, too. Tunic is such a great game. <laughs> But next week is the Game Awards. We're yeah, gonna no. be watching it live. I, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, Gino and I will suffer in this heat box for you guys, while everyone else will join us via Discord and be nice and comfy and air conditioned. I was. I think we're just gonna keep the door open. I'm gonna keep the door open, well. and I was also. I mean, I can set up the camera outside, probably. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do. We'll figure it out. But either way, next week's gonna be the Game Awards. We're gonna have our live reaction uh, with everybody from the D team. Uh, but let's start getting into some of our main topics. Uh, let's talk about... The Direct? Yeah, let's talk about the Nintendo Direct, which wasn't game-related, but it is a video game-based movie. And we got I a- love the fact that they had to be very specific for this Direct. It's like, we're not making any game announcements. <laughs> Stop asking us about Zelda. <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, I'm mad that they have to do that. So we got a brand new trailer for the Nintendo Illumination Studios partnership of the new Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out in uh, April of next year. Um, trailer looks fun. Showcase more of the world. We actually, have- I genuinely like that Mario's not like a hero. Like I like the fact that the level, like the levels that they showed, yeah. Are like oh, this, it's like the trading montage. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's throwing in a lot of like the other characters. Like there's, yeah. you have Donkey Kong and his whole plethora of characters there. You, you got the eye shot of Cranky. You saw Dixie and Diddy. Uh, you Even saw, saw an adult junior. Yeah. from the math game. So that's like it's really interesting to see that they're. And I really like the, I like this. the design change that they made for D because they're all referencing. The mon- they're all referring Shigeru Miyamoto's actual art. Yeah, so. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's some takes on the internet where people are not happy with Chris Pratt's performance on I'm the voice work. Uh, it's very dry. It is. He like- still says Koopa's like it's a slur. 
I'm not like because uh, he's trying to he say says, he it, says it was such a hard A. I'm like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's his personal Italian accent, okay? It's a Koopa. Terrible. <laughs> he's trying to. It's like I think he mistook Italian for Brooklyn and tried his worst at a Brooklyn accent rather than an Italian accent. The thing is, they're so not like, Italian. No, they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. So it's like, yo, what's up with this Koopa? <laughs> But he says it like it's a slur. <laughs> he says it like it's a slur. It really bothers me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like whatever on the voice work. Like everybody else is fine. It's obvious that he. Like everyone else actually genuinely tried for the this first time. Koopa. The <laughs> first time I think an entire movie that the supporting cast has to carry a movie. We all know that this movie is literally being carried by Jack Black himself, which. Fair, <laughs> fair, but also Charlie Day. <laughs> These goombas, am I right, <laughs> Mamma Mia? Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, the worst part is I follow a lot of streamers that are here in New York. We're all sitting here like that's not a Brooklyn accent. It's not. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to do a New Yorker's accent. It really isn't. I, I feel like I have a New York accent. We all do. Yeah, okay, first off, first off, that's not fair to what's his name? Um what's the the actor in Scott Pilgrim, the main actor? Forgot his name. Oh my god, it's not, I'm blanking on it too. Michael Sarah, yeah. Oh my Michael god. Michael Sarah get Michael Sarah. Simple because he's forgettable because he's literally basic hipster guy. <laughs> To be quite honest with you, that's just his acting style. They wanted someone physically awkward, and that's Michael Sarah. Yeah. The man exhumes awkwardness. I watched that episode of, of you know the Jersey what Shore. With? Who? Uh, what's the other actor's name? Jesse Einberg or whatever? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> did we make this joke already? Yes, we did. <laughs> we have. <laughs> The thing is, like, Chris Pratt is, like, the lowest tier of, of Chris's out of all of Marvel. Yeah. I'm, I'm not wrong. No, you're not. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's, like, it's, it, it's funny, like, people say that his take on Mario is bad. But then when you listen to, like, the international trailers. Everyone. Everyone. Is putting their literally heart and sounds soul. like the Charles Manny Mario. In their respective language. language. Like, the, the freaking French Indian. One. One sounds like an Indian Charles Matinee. Yeah. And then you have like the French. And everyone's one. sitting here like, oh, but we don't want to listen to Charles Matinee talk like that for, for like an hour and a half. I'm like, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But also it's like, yeah, but he could only do that voice. I'm like, he was Alduin. <laughs> My man People is lit. People My forget man. that he's not just Nintendo's voice actor. My man was literally Alduin in Skyrim. My man was the menacing dragon who said, you cannot kill me. <laughs> People forget that. Uh, he's done a lot of villains roles, actually. I, I tend to find that anyone who was... <laughs> anyone who does voice acting and they're known for, like, one main thing, but they've done, like, other roles... If you look at their other roles, like 75% of the time, they're a villain. It's funny you mention that because of um, Mark Hamill. I can pick Mark Hamill's voice out in any work that yeah, he does. Because he sounds the same. 
No, actually. And here's the reason why. It's not because he sounds the same. If the character has to laugh, he has the same laugh. He has the same laugh. And it's like, yep, that's the Joker laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because he's in a lot of video games. He is in a lot of video games. For example, in the uh, the Darksiders series, <laughs> he's the merchant vulgar. Yeah. I'm just like, that's Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Hamill. That's Mark Hamill. Uh, I'm sorry, not the merchant. No, he was the. Uh, he's the spirit that was inside. Oh, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, you sit there, you're just like Mark Hamill. Yeah, <laughs> he's in Star Citizen. Yes. <laughs> like he's one of the. I'm like, that's Mark Hamill's voice. Why is he here? <laughs> he's the goat. Um. Uh, but the movie makes so many. This trailer has so many homages to this is why so many saying. other Mario games. We, we got the Mario Kart references. We have Smash. You have Smash references. You, you have, have references Mar- to the OG Mario. Mario Brothers game uh, with the pipes and the, yeah. the Donkey Kong level design. And I'm like, this is just gonna be like a, a nostalgia trip. It really is, and I like how they they, they end the trailer with Rainbow Road. And it's like, and the first thing I say, it is a road. <laughs> it is the Rainbow Road. My favorite tweet now has been that people are upset. That it's like, oh, Peach isn't the damsel in distress. I'm like, she never really was originally. No, she hasn't had that role in a long time. I like that they made her tough and like she's able to. She's a competent yeah. leader. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all I'm here for Warrior Peach. <laughs> but I'm, everyone was complaining because it's like, oh, they did that. And then I remember seeing on Twitter, just someone really. I don't know if this was said in tongue in cheek or not, because Twitter right now is a mess. Yeah. Um, but it's like, ah, oh, why'd they have to include the pride flag? I'm like, that's Rainbow Road, you idiot. <laughs> it is a road. It is called the Rainbow Road. It is where you go to die. You know the song I'm talking I feel, about. I feel sorry for this generation sometimes. Where they just assume everything's woke. I I genuinely hate they're just like let's just let it be. It's like let's just let it be. Like it's a it stop. <laughs> Stop! Charlie Day's <laughs> Luigi though was perfect because you could tell that he played Luigi's Mansion. It's like, yeah, I can match this easily. Right? Like if it, like he like <laughs> I really thought that he had the poltergeist Charlie, with him at one point. Charlie, but it was a toolbox. It was. Uh, well, I, 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 thought I thought it was I'm the. Like, I thought it was the poltergeist. I'm like, but is no, that the like, poltergeist three thousand? You can tell Charlie Day was like, what does this guy sound like? And he played like, like Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion for like months. <laughs> <and> his- <laughs> he really is Charlie Peak Luigi's Mansion Luigi. Like, if he goes around, he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Mario? <laughs> he, the way that he said Mario, I'm like, that's how you say it in Luigi's Mansion. Yep. Uh, but I think this movie's going to be great. I really yeah. hope that I could just change, like, I really, I. The thing is, I just want them to release the movie so I could just change one voice track. Just Like, I will put the, the, the entire movie in subs. <laughs> if I have to, if I could just change Mario's voice alone, maybe and leave everyone else in English, just Mario's voice. I'm so tired of hearing Chris Pratt. That's it is what it is. But I think the movie looks great. I think, I think it gonna, looks great. It's it's, it's going to do phenomenal. I think well. I generally think that they're setting up. I, I don't want a cinematic universe because I'm tired of seeing cinematic universe. So I feel like that was the intention. Like yeah. they want to do that. Like obviously they do want to do that. Up a Donkey Kong movie. Yeah. I genuinely want, though, a Smash movie. And I just want it to be the Subspace Emissary. 
Because <laughs> they have the story. They didn't have to speak a. They did not have to speak a line of dialogue for that. And look at how much lore we got. Right. <laughs> Give us Star Fox. We have an animated Star Fox though, and it was amazing. Remember for Star Fox on the Wii U? No, I don't remember this. Okay, for Star Fox on the Wii U, when they made the announcement, they released a four-part YouTube series. Each, basically, it totaled out to See, like... like I, rem- I remember watching this. Yes. I and do it not was remember a, a specific it was, detail of any episode. It was basically the animated short that was basically the first mission of Corneria. Showing them, like, in the ship, hanging out, how messy the ship is, because they're technically a bunch of teenagers, college yeah. fat bros. But it was so well done. I'm like, yeah, I would watch this every day. <laughs> they did the same thing for Kid Icarus. Yes, I remember that. Even the Kirby show is great. <laughs> Kirby is the gift that I keeps on giving. genuinely, like, I, that's why I'm so excited that they, they bought an animation studio. Yeah. I'm like, good, give me anime. <laughs> Give me Nintendo anime. For sure. Uh, but with all the good. Oh boy, there's a lot of I bad. Mean, I mean, we're still on Nintendo, so it makes sense to talk about the next thing. it's funny that they waited for this, for this trailer. So after this trailer and after the Direct, we got some great fun news. So the Smash, the Smash Brothers community is in... Uh, is that? Is this, 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 this. this They're like, what? What happened? Um, essentially what happened was there are organizers behind the Smash World Tour, which is a, a fan, a premier fan run, like organization that does a lot of Smash Brothers. Grassroots organization where any local can, can qualify for to add points to mm-hmm. if you have over 16 players. Mm-hmm. So it was a great way for like everyone to be involved. Yeah. So it was a, a very top of the line premier organization has unfortunately had to shut down, uh, resulting in a loss of a lot of money. And part of the shutdown was that Nintendo essentially gave them the hard, like cease and desist type thing. Well, if you read the medium article, yeah, the answer is the hard cease and desist. Mm-hmm. But that's the hardest part because even Nintendo said, no, we had people internally rooting for us not to do this. So that like they literally say that in the media, in their yeah, media post. And that's why I say, yeah, it's the hard one only in the sense of a lawyer probably forced their hand to do it. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at like a lot of the statements, uh, specifically, uh, f- if you want to check it out, uh, do we have a link for the Kotaku? Oh, oh. I mean, is, this, is, yeah, this yeah. is the whole thing. So there's the uh, Kotaku article. Well, there's, uh, the, there's the Medium post from Smash World Tour. And then there is the Kotaku article that has Nintendo's statement, uh, statement and update. So Nintendo tried to be PR and be like, no, we... Felt like there were some violations for they probably safety. gave no they probably gave the 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 answer that they were told by their lawyers why they had to cancel because when you read that whole thing I'm like yeah this is a lawyer telling you mm-hmm. that you're open for litigation because of X Y Z yeah. which is you know what that's a fair answer because lawyers cost money because they're paid by the hour and 
People get people don't realize this. Every time Nintendo has to go and get a lawyer answer, that costs them money. Lawyers are not cheap. I should know this. Like I do know this. At, this is why Nintendo has no patience for their communities. Because it's like you always make us get our lawyers. So even talking to you, we lose money. <laughs> it's a business. I hate talking to lawyers too, because it's just like you're sitting here. It's like, yeah, it's three hours. Okay, how much do I owe you? Five grand. What the hell? And they gotta make their money somehow. Um, this is just like a really huge loss for the Smash, Smash community me. because nobody liked. So there's the Panda World Cup and then the Smash World Tour. A lot of Smash players thought that they were one in the same. Really? Yes, because they were announced at the same time. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, "Yeah, the Panda Cup supporting Smash World Tour." That was not the case. No. Um, they're two separate organizations. The Panda Cup kind of was not run well. Now, Panda Global has been kind of... How do I put this? They've been kind of laughed out of every single other eSport. Um, the FGC is tired of them because of some of their players, just them not, you know, you're reigning in their players for saying things on Twitter, yeah. starting witch hunts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. While, um, I remember they were in... Uh, they did Splatoon, and that just ended up being terrible all around. Really yeah. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like... Hi, I played in some of those. Yeah. <laughs> it was they, bad. they tried to be in Overwatch, and that was horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's just not a fun time. Yeah. So one of the things that I thought was really irksome was how the Smash World Tour organizers already had their venues and stuff lined up for 2023. Yeah. And when Nintendo approached them, they were like, hey, you want to do this next year? And they were like, kind of already have these commitments. We can't drop these. Yeah. But we can do it for 2024. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start setting that up now? They went to Nintendo. Nintendo says they can't function for 2023. Now, here's where, here's where the issue lies. And this is the fact that Panda has kept quiet this entire time makes it more suspicious that this is not Nintendo being the usual Nintendo that everyone wants to blame. Mm -hmm. This makes me sound like Panda's lawyers went to Nintendo and said, hey, because this is Smash Ultimate, because you now have one of the most litigious companies involved in this, Disney, they don't want their IPs hurt. None of these companies want their IPs hurt. You're letting this other tournament that is not officially licensed. To run with you and it would be we would sue because you'd be a breach of our contract because of the terms of specific what this sounds like is nintendo basically says they have it for two years because i think a license lasts for two yes. years so the commercial licenses for uh, these type of agreements are two years okay so that explains why for 2024 they can maybe restart the process yes they're not allowed yeah the kicker for me here is the fact that Panda went around to other TOs trying to racketeer and bully them like they were the mob into their events. And they went after one of the largest groups, BTS Summit, mm-hmm. behind the summit. Yeah. Um, and what, beyond the summit. Um, the, the studio basically said, no, they fought for broadcast rights. Panda went fighting for broadcast rights. Exclusive broadcast rights. This is where everyone's missing the point about this whole thing. It's not about Smash World Tour being canceled. 
if Nintendo, through lawyer talk, made a mistake on the contracts and now has to, to give exclusive broadcast rights to Panda Global, every single local, regardless of how small it is, to streamer, now would have to go to Panda Global for permission to stream Smash events. Even if you're just doing like... Like a watch-along or something. Like a watch-along or like... Not even. Even if you're just hosting an open lobby on Twitch just to practice. That is where it gets scary. I've seen this happen. This, this has been tried in Dota with ESL1. And that. Valve stepped in and said no because they're doing it in client. Yeah. They're, they're casting themselves and everything. You do not have exclusivity rights. Mm-hmm. You have exclusivity rights maybe to broadcast on TV, but you do not have the exclusive right to bar someone off of Twitch doing it in the client themselves. I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that like Nintendo probably has nothing on paper for their streams. Yeah. So that's why Panda's just like, oh, let's just bully our way in and... yeah. So the, the reality is, is like, I think Nintendo had to uphold a contract, mm-hmm. which if they broke, that leaves them to litigation, mm-hmm. which, yeah, okay, no one's really going to sue Nintendo, but Panda could have honestly probably wanted to sue Nintendo for breach of contract. Yeah. A judge is going to look at that as like, yeah, you breached the contract and now Panda has a bunch of money. Like mm-hmm. no one wants to deal with litigation. This is sadly the safest outcome for everyone. Sadly. It only costs. An entire community organization. Yeah. Two community organizations. Because VGBC doesn't know if they're going to continue either. Well, that's rough, too. Yeah. Like, everyone's sitting here kind of like, what's the next step? And now everyone's looking at Panda like, so what's your statement? And the fact that it has been two days, nothing has been said, is even more suspicious. I feel like something's going to change to the point where, like... It's going to end up what happened with uh, Pokemon. So, Victory Road VGC runs all of Nintendo's Pokemon events. Right. Um, they're an org. They, they, they're kind of like the on-face org, and they work with the Pokemon company to make Pokemon Event Manager. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Event Manager, is, you can make events that are casual, that don't count to VGC or TCG, or competitive, but you have to use the same rule sets. Right. Um, so then they count, like, if you want to go to, like, nationals and stuff, regionals and things like that. Mm-hmm. You can run, like, I can run a tournament here and it counts. I think what's going to end up happening is Nintendo's going to get fed up and say, we don't want to pay lawyer fees anymore. They're going to look at what they probably view as the largest group that hasn't had any controversy. Mm-hmm. Be it BTS, be it House of 3K, be it whoever. Mm-hmm. And be like, you're now the global person. Here's a contract. Read it. Let us know if this is fine. You run this. And that's it. I can see that happening. I can see that happening, but then Nintendo will hand down the rules. Because that's what they did for Pokemon Company. Yeah. So, the thing is that everyone seems to be upset about is like, oh, but this is going to hurt Melee. I'm like, I'm going to be quite honest with you. And, And this is something that drives me nuts about Nintendo fans. As a Nintendo fan. They are entitled. There are people in the Smash community who want... It's like, well, we want to run Project M or like Brawl Plus. I'm like, you can't. Because you are illegally modifying something you do not own. You do not own those copyrights. 
you do not own those IPs. Nintendo has to enforce their copyright. You know, like, why does Nintendo always have to, like, why is Nintendo so cease and desist happy? I'm like, I mean, I'll be quite honest with you. Sega sends out cease and desists all the time. We don't hear about it because, I'm going to be quite honest with you, Sonic is kind of like a not worth anything <laughs> IP. They send them out for Yakuza, I'll tell you that, honestly. I've seen, I saw someone do a Yakuza project get shut down minutes Literally launched it. Thirty minutes later, that that site was taken down. Yeah, I remember, by Sega. I, I remember hearing about that. Um, and it's like you have to understand, Nintendo is the Disney of video games. <laughs> Do you think Disney likes when people make make stuff of their stuff? No, they definitely don't. Disney's so angry at Japan that they let Comic Con happen. By the way, for those of you who don't seem to understand why Comic Con gets to exist and why Nintendo's not so hard on Comic Con, um. In Japanese law for copyright, the creator of said copyright has to be the person who delivers the cease and desist. Mm-hmm. Mimado ain't got time for that. <laughs> no, he does not. So it's like, so when they said that tomorrow, that's why, that's why, like, international politics with, like, um, the, there was a law that was going to pass that would change copyright law for all of Asia to match kind of the U.S., and a lot of the manga artists didn't like it because it's like, well, this would just get Disney, Universal, all these companies um, writ large to sue us. Because in Japan, well, if you want to stop Mickey, Minnie, Dojinsi, where it's like, oh, this is adult themed, I'm stopping. Well, Walt Disney is going to have to rise himself from the dead and hand the letter. <laughs> and I highly doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> oh. Like, imagine doing that for every single copyright violation. You have to physically... Like, nobody has time for that. Nobody has time for that. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. Uh, uh, but it's just it's just really sad to see, like, a community hurt so much. Whether you like Smash or you, you don't care about it or whatever, th- there's no denying that it is a large community. There are a lot of fans behind it. It's fun. Um, it's a fun eSport to talk about and watch. Yeah. I love watching it. Um, <laughs> especially you know some of the ones that happen here like Waypoint Warriors yep. every Tuesday that's why um, we're worried because we're sitting here I was like well if he has broadcast rights we can't broadcast yeah, anymore like, like what the heck that's the thing that I, I was gonna talk about next I was like you know if if Panda wanted to they could be very stringent on who gets to stream their Smash they tournaments they probably stuff. will be it's like oh you have to if you're gonna judging by the way that L Deep um, the owner of Beyond the Summit spoke about like he confirmed um, Smash World Tours thing where it's like, yeah, they tried to bully us saying that they will get Nintendo to shut down our studio. And Nintendo was just like, why would we do that? That like Nintendo literally told us like, we're not going to do that because that's just bad press. Yes. Just so you all know, Twitch is so legally gray. Because technically, you're not supposed to broadcast copyrighted material in a public space. It's true. Twitch is not legal at all, just so you all know. It's just that all these publishers are telling their lawyers, like, it, it, it's literally finally a business person realizing, hey, if we let you do this, we actually lose money. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> 
A lot of the times, a lot of things. Correct. I remember Justin.tv, how many times I would play a game and I got a cease and desist afterwards. I'm like, kidding me? <laughs> People forget about the early days of streaming. Yes, they do. You got slapped with everything. And the only reason like it's not done now is a large part of companies are just like, this is free advertisement. They don't care. Yeah. Like every now and then you'll get some weird rules where it's like, hey, don't stream past a certain point except on this date. Yeah. Which is like, that was like the persona rules, things like that. I remember that. <laughs> but that was more so people don't like spoil the story and stuff yeah. like that. I get that. Um, there's also, in my opinion, uh, people forget that like even fan fiction back in the day. What yeah. we used to talk about, Anne Rice. <laughs> Anne Rice would, the running joke would be Anne Rice would roll up to your house <laughs> with a shotgun and take out your kneecaps. Like, why, why are you using my characters? <laughs> and now it's fine. Is it, though? <laughs> Is it fine? Is I, it really fine? I don't think Okay, it. let me put it like this. It's fine to write fan fiction. I, oh my god, I just saw, you know that stupid meme theory thing where it's like 9-11 caused XYZ? Yeah. So, Gerald Way witnessed 9-11, which made My Chemical Romance, right? The... The, the next step was, a girl listened to My Chemical Romance, used it as her foundation to write. Turns out that was Twilight. That was Stephanie Meyer. Then, Twilight um, got really popular. A guy started reading it, wrote fan fiction that became Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. 9-11 calls Fifty Shades of Grey. Fan fiction does horrible things. Not saying that it's right, not say, but it's fine that we get good writers out of it sometimes. Fifty Shades of Grey was not good writing. I didn't say that was good writing. <laughs> my, favorite fan, my favorite fan fiction that I've ever gotten was a Wolfenstein fan fiction that got turned into a book called The Mountain Hides Our Lies. It's about a little Italian girl murdering Nazis in the mountains of Italy. That sounds amazing. It's a great book. <laughs> Some people have really overactive imaginations. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, yeah, like, that, that, that was that was this week in gaming. Um, this this is turned like the then there's the NYXL thing. Oh my god, I forgot about the Overwatch thing. <laughs> so it got leaked that NYXL um, was looking for an. What's the correct word for this? M Underrepresentative gendered team. That's the term they used. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have no problem with that. This could actually be really good. But the reality is, um, if it turns out really bad, it's gonna do it's gonna set all of gaming back another like 30 years. Like I'll be quite honest with you. And I think they were really doing it because I think. NYXL as a team wants to just do content creation. And I'm like, so you're going to throw a whole... If, if the team is terrible, it's going to blow up and it's going to be so bad. Supposedly, they're not doing it now. But they were... But specific people were, were approached. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It, it, it's horrifying. It's genuinely horrifying what's been going on. Um, Esports has also hit... Oh, this is my favorite. 
Esports has hit a wall. Did you see the NYA, uh, the New York Times article? Esports yes. is not generating revenue. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you why it's not generating revenue. It's very simple. One, the people who thought that it could generate revenue through also all grew up so they don't have time to watch esports. That's the first thing, right? Two, y'all treated it like a speculative market, like it was a gold rush, and threw so much money around without actually understanding the ecosystem. And I blame Activision Blizzard for this so much. Yeah. Like, we wanted to do, we wanted to be the NFL. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work at the prices that you're putting at. The NFL teams were not worth the money that they're worth today. Honestly, up until the 70s and 80s. Same thing with MLB, because it was quite literally television that saved sports. Yes. So I think the idea is that they felt like if they threw all this money at esports, things, something would happen. Something would happen, That's, and it would make it to TV. And it's like, no, no, esports is not TV. Do you want to know where esports belongs? Where it's always been on the internet. Well, no, <laughs> it can be TV. No, I just don't think it works on TV. It it can because we have instances where it does work. Unlike ESPN. On it, well, no. Um, Sky, Sky TV. In the Netherlands, in in the Netherlands, Finland, and Sweden. Right. Esports tournaments are always on TV. The reason why, though, is because the general pop- population grew up with land centers. They are, it's, those are the countries of DreamHack. Those <laughs> are the countries of land parties. So the culture's already ingrained. Even the older generations understand, hey, this is something that's, that my son went to. Growing up, this is something I took him to. I get it. So it has a more, it has a more ease of entry. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about the United States, which has one of the most toxic parenting re- rearing cultures in all of the world, in my opinion. Just a bit. And it's like, come on. We literally have most the the most paid public employee, and I think, I think in forty eight of the states. Is a football coach. The highest paid? Yes. Public employee is a football coach mm-hmm. for like 48 of the states. Think about that. You want that you want esports on TV? You have to get into the schools first. You have to make it extracurricular first. You have to understand that you have to do rec leagues. You have to do JV, you have to do summer programs. But notice what's happening now in a lot of colleges now. A lot of colleges are offering esports programs yes. and stuff now. So we're starting to see we're the, starting to the see gestation of it. Of and this. the thing is, all this VC money thought if they threw it at the top end, it would work. No, you have to start it at the bottom. You have to catch. If you want... Started from the bottom, now we're here. No, <laughs> if you want to feed a village, you have to cast the widest net. That's the issue that I'm sitting here. I'm like, this is not rocket science. If any of you read the history of sports, you would understand this. Mm-hmm. The only reason why baseball, football, do so basketball do so well. How many basketball courts are there in New York City? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot. How many baseball diamonds are there in New York City? A lot. Yeah. And they're all what? Public works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? 
because that's how you get kids out of trouble. You run rec leagues, you run things like this, you keep kids busy. And then the parents seem to understand that. It's like, oh yeah, my kid's fine, he's safe, he's doing this. And then, oh, hey, look, he gets really good. Then he gets scouted. Now he's working for the MLB as a player. This isn't, di this isn't difficult. I don't understand why all these people are doing this stupid thing. They wanted to rush into it. Why do they have all this money if they keep making idiotic decisions? How do they fail upwards? Because these are corporate executives who have no idea of what they're getting themselves into. How is it, no, like, this is just a general question now. Why does Elon Musk deserve that money? He's an idiot. You and I could run Twitter better than this. I think, like, <laughs> this arm hair right here <laughs> could run Twitter better than it is currently being run. My right God! <laughs> the only corrupt organization I will not give credence to is FIFA. We already talked about them last time with their great choice in NFT gaming. Oh boy, I can't wait to see how those do. I feel like they're going to lose a lot of money on that. They already look like Budweiser is angry. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to get Budweiser angry? Very. Do you know how much beer is now sitting in a warehouse? Oh my god, I can imagine. Now. And you know what the Budweiser said? It's like, we're going to give it to the winning country's team. Mm-hmm. Like, and they could share it. It's already paid. They didn't get any money for it. for it. They're like, we didn't get any money for it. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, speaking of competitive gaming, uh, before we get into the end of our show, uh, I'm excited for this weekend. I will be at the Dragon Ball Super National Championship down in Orlando, Florida. I really like how that sounds, actually. The Super National Championship. <laughs> <laughs> There's about, I think it's like a little over 450 registered players right now. That's cool. And this is from all over the United States. It's great. That's cool. Out of that 450, I think like 20 of us are coming from New York. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Hope you're not all in the same pool. Well, I mean, it's all Swiss rounds. So if it's 450, that's going to be nine rounds. Most yeah, likely nine rounds. So we're talking about almost nine hours of card game playing. Hope I do good enough to finish in the top 32 so I can make the next day playoff where the top 32 then play off. And that's an additional five rounds because it's 32, then 16, then eight, then four, mm -hmm. then two. Yeah, competition's fun. I'm excited because I get to try out. I get, to, I get to play at the highest level of competition there is. So... I mean, that's that's always fun. I that's I kind of miss it for Magic, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. um, I do like like the arena method that they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, what I really like about that is like, oh, if you want to continue in arena, you can. But if both opponents want to play out their match in Paper Magic, we will print out the decks that you're using. That's awesome. Like I genuinely like that. Um, I'm starting to get into VGC as well and TCG. Mm -hmm. But speaking of TCG. Yeah, and then one of the new things that is officially releasing tomorrow that we have here at the cafe is the One Piece card game. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag hate Bando. Bando. Bandai. Uh, this officially comes out tomorrow. I think I'm going to take a box for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have 11 to go through. I know. Um, we got the One Piece card game. 
And uh, it's a lot of fun. The art's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I can't wait to have those events started here. Uh, we got tournaments coming out every uh, Wednesday. We're actually going to be doing VGC. I've, I'm pushing for VGC streamed for events. For Scarlet Violet? For Scarlet Violet. And I kind of want to get back into the Pokemon TCG. I've been watching like the meta of that. You would enjoy it because it's control. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I follow it. So yeah. I know the current uh, Mew deck is pretty stupid. <laughs> and I'm sitting here. I'm like, this looks fun. I kind of want to ruin kids' days. Did I, did I show you my Dragon Ball deck that I'm thinking about playing for oh, Nets? No, no. I, I got to show you this deck. Okay. <laughs> I call it the Vin Diesel deck. You want to know why I call it Vin Diesel? Because friends are family? Because it's mostly family. Oh, no. And the whole deck's got to go fast and furious. Oh, no. It's a very fast, aggressive deck. Oh. It's family. <laughs> family. Family. Um, but yeah, like, it, I, I'll be quite honest with you. I think esports as a whole is going to hit a market correction. Everyone's going to say it's dead. And it's going to be, and, and you could quote me on this, it's going to be. The FGC going to be Counter-Strike and it's going to be card games that really solidify FG, uh, that solidify esports. Mm -hmm. And people are going to be like, oh, why do you say card games? Because there's nothing more grassroots. There's nothing more of like rags to riches, like storylines that you could push mm -hmm. than watching a kid go from a local card shop to his first regional to national championships, regardless if it's Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, or any yeah. other card game. Like, if you want, like, true underdog stories, a lot of them happen in a lot of card games. Oh, 100%, like, yeah. You have this one player who, like, never really goes to a lot of these events. And then has the one, figured out the one broken deck. Yeah. Or, they're, they're uh, really same in Pokemon. Same in Pokemon. Everyone's yeah. out there is like, I... I know it's that's boring why, to watch. That's sometimes. why it took 25 years for yeah. Ash to win. <laughs> I know it's boring to watch, but please, I beg all of you. Pay attention to VGC. Just because sometimes you'll sit there and it's like, oh, that's a stupid derpy Pokemon. It's not going to do well. And then you end up with an Amolga that does, hey, follow me and tanks a Draco Meteor for no reason. <laughs> and it's just like eats its leftovers. It's just like I'm God now. <laughs> it's like what the heck? I, I I love watching VGC just because my favorite moments are the ones where someone has like a ridiculous combination of effects that stack online. Oh yeah. On they're like I play this. Mean God chuckle. Play this guy, and it's like it's like. Uh, one of the cocooned ones. Yeah, that just sits there and it's like, I'm gonna take all this, transfer the power to. to yeah, incoming. that's the shuckle. That's the and shuckle it thing. <laughs> it's trick room shuckle because it's like, hey, I did a, and then it's like, oh no, now my now my attack and defense stat are swapped, and I've just been stacking defense. Yeah, I can now hit you for max damage. <laughs> in like literally, in. I've, I, I saw diamond I, pearl platinum the, was, in the original game in diamond and pearl. The reason why people wanted to ban Shuckle and was it Metapod? It's one of the ones that that's can also hard yeah. There's Mount, there's also the Metapod meta, um, and what's it called? Was because it took the game so long to actually drain life because the game was like this is too much math. <laughs> like literally, the original Diamond and Pearl were considered slow games because there were times if you played against a Chansey and you hit it, 
It's like, hi, my defense stack is so high, the game's like, I have to manually calculate this now. <laughs> Why are you people like this? People can't VGC. That's harder than getting 8th out of 8, man, local. <laughs> man, it's... VGC is like levels of math I never expected. I have two VGC teams now. One is all bug at group. Which is one of my favorite things to run, just all bugs, because everyone's like, aha, bug types are weak. I'm like, yeah, try saying that now. The second one, I have literally called Toho, because it's a kaiju team. I have an Ultraman. I have Godzilla. I have Mecha Godzilla. I have Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> I have two, Mo I have Mothra and Batara. <laughs> I have to see this. <laughs> When you were a sweat, that was like two years ago, shots fired. What's going BGC on? BGC now is going to be great because it's doubles. And um, for the first like season, they're banning the uh, they're banning Paradox Pokemon and the legendaries because they're like, we kind of want to see what you guys do with just a regular Pokemon first. Mm -hmm. It's busted. I Having I've seen like some of the like I haven't seen the actual play. I've seen a lot of people with like the theoretical builds. We found that there's a Pokemon that, like Dunsparce's evolution is just dumb because you can you can have this the the Terra type as Dragon and it learns all the dragon. So it's like yeah, I get stab Dragon moves now. It's like why? <laughs> oh, and I'm and I'm a Dunsparce, so normally I'm normal. So it's like nothing hurts me. Uh, waiting for cat. Uh, this is Yu-Gi-Oh talk. Castira format with your labyrinth. The fact right? that labyrinth is back in Yu-Gi-Oh has my has has piqued my interest. Well, it's, it's a bunch of labyrinth uh, trap cards that do things. I saw that. What's Joy Wheeler's Flame Sword Masters back in meta? I saw a deck using that. The polymerized card. That might have been uh, a troll. <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so the labyrinth, ha the labyrinth deck has succubus oh, God. characters. <laughs> Going back to Pokemon. Going yeah. back to a true children's game. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is a children's <laughs> card game. <laughs> so is Magic. Apparently, Magic's meta right now is absolutely insane. What were we talking? Standard or standard? Modern? Okay. Standards matters genuinely. I said it was like. Wasn't aware we were back in the 90s. That's because Urza stuff came out. Oh, not just, it's not just the Urza stuff. The next set is Phyrexia. They're reprinting Tooth and Nail again. <laughs> They're reprinting Millstone again. I, I miss Tooth and Nail. They're reprinting Millstone. <laughs> That's whatever to me. And it doesn't cost, it costs you two life to put out. I know. You can play it turn one for free. Sure. <laughs> Tooth and Nail was so good because old original Tooth and Nail from back in like mid 2000s was this? Early 2000s? Yeah. Um, it was a nine mana sorcery that you basically built up to with the Urza, in, the Urza land engine. Yep. And then... Which is back, by the way. You basically cheated in... Darksteel Colossus. Yep. With Kiki Jiggy Mirror Breaker. To make a copy of Darksteel Colossus that had haste. 
And you just look at your opponent and you're like, you're going to take 10. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, in Magic, you have 20 life points. So with this one combo, your opponent just literally loses half their life. Um, that exists again. But dark, there's no Dark Steel Colossus. No, but there's a 10 drop that you can actually cheat out turn four. That sounds almost impossible. Because of an, an ability. I have to look at this. I remember the other thing, like, it's if you didn't get the Dark Steel Colossus, you can also throw down Platinum Angel. And Platinum Angel's effect was you can't win the game, and I can't lose. So even if I, like, drew all my cards and decked out, I can't lose. Even if I'm at zero life and I have Platinum Angel out, yeah, you can't, can't lose. lose. You can't lose. <laughs> Phantom Angel was one of my favorite cards. Um, well, you had to get to like nine energy, which takes a lot. When back when Tooth and Nail was at its power, it took a lot because not only was Tooth and Nail one of the meta decks, Burn was also very relevant in that meta, and Tooth and Nail that was like the deck that counted. Like Tooth and Nail counted a lot of the other big decks, but Burn countered Tooth and Nail, so that was like the. Uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? The triangle, I yeah, guess, or like the triangle. <laughs> so it's called prototype. So prototype is you may cast a spell with a different mana cost and size it. It keeps its abilities in type. So it like BO three three, but then you could pay um, to unprototype it. Sounds fair and balanced. Because you could also do Power Stone stuff, because you could pay with Power Stone tokens and stuff like that. Okay. And there's also Unearth, which is like, return this card from your graveyard to the battlefield, it gains haste. Exile it at the end of turn. Alright, so you, just, you get a free... Unearth yeah. normally costs two mana for certain things. Right. So, there's a card that has Unearth that hits for ten. Has lifelink and death touch. And you bring it out what? Turn four? You can bring it out turn four. You just gotta toss it to your graveyard. Okay. That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it can be done is amazing. There's also Optimus Prime. Magic card, right? Yes. Well, I mean, he's, it's an alt art for a different card. But for Living Metal, I think yeah. it's known as, yeah. I hate that they did that in that set. <sighs> you can buy them individually, though. Like, through the secret lair. I, I, I would just buy them individually. Yeah, that's what most people are doing, but, like... I kind of li like... I, I like the fact that they did this for this set because it got people to buy the set. So it actually helped the stores out a lot. Yeah. Some of the stuff we have here at the cafe as well. Yeah. Unlike... I have to move all that, like, uh, the Mafia set, because... That was such a bad set. Just put it online. That's probably what I'm going to do. Carry it online. I think, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Uh, I know that the post-show of RJ is running a little behind. Um, what are they playing? But uh, we're going to get off this. Do we know what they're playing? I think it's just RJ because Joel is at Anime Frontier this weekend. Okay. So RJ most likely is going to be playing something off of Pokemon Violet. 
Nice. Yeah, I think he's tackling. Uh, Did they finish? No, they have not finished great. GAA. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves. Uh, he's doing the Pokemans uh, after this. And I think uh, next Tuesday when I come back from Dragon Ball Super Nats, I'm going to start Need for Speed. Okay. Um, yeah, so we got stuff lined up. That stuff lined up. Uh, but we will be back next week with the Game Awards watch along. Oh, God. So we're going to be saying, <laughs> Oh, God. We're going to be sitting in this room for a bit. No, no. I genuinely believe that we're going to be very upset by it. You think so? And here's, I think, I think we're going to be upset because there was a rumor that Microsoft had to pull a bunch of their announcements because of the merger issues with the Activision stuff. Oh, with the Activision Blizzard stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So. Makes sense. It makes me upset that like Microsoft might actually have like some really cool stuff lined up, and they can't talk about it now. You think Elden Ring will take it all? No, I, I, no. At the Game Awards, I don't. I think Elden Ring's probably gonna win Game of the Year from them. Um, I would say so. I kind of want God of War to win. So the only reason I feel like because it won in the past before, I know. Yeah, it won in the past but before. It, the and game it, like, has literally done. when they announced the uh, nominees, it was like mere days after God of War came out. Yes, but also, but also, it's such a good sequel that I, I'd have to sit here and be like, "There's not like minus a Zelda dropping this year, like." It has to go to God of War. Am I, just, just because it's such a much better game than Elden Ring. Uh, so it's not too new. The cutoff date for the Game Awards is November 13th. So anything yeah. that releases before, before November, November 13th can qualify. for. That's game why Halo is for this year. Yes. Which is weird. Because <laughs> Halo dropped in December. I know. Oh. Um... But yeah, obviously, like the 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 big takeaway is going to be how many awards does Elden Ring rack up, and how many awards does God of War rack up? Yeah. They're nominated for the a same lot of things. The same. Though I do want I stuff. do want soundtrack to go to to Xenoblade. Uh, that that is I wholeheartedly agree. If Xenoblade Chronicles Three does not win for best soundtrack, I personally will riot. Okay, it has to. I as much as I love the soundtrack in A Plague Tale and I love the soundtrack in God of War Ragnarok and I love the soundtrack in Elden Ring, they do not hold a candle to the music that was in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, okay? So there's a TikTok going around of someone playing the music from Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at church and they're they're just killing with it. Like the church loves it. There's a TikTok of a. It's dude, the same person. It's the same person. Yeah. Because he played like. He plays random video he games. While the preacher is preaching. While the preacher's preaching. And, and he and was doing one from Xenoblade. Well, I was out there. I was like, see, it works. It works. Uh, it's something like Vampire Survivor won a game of the year. I don't see Vampire Survivors winning game of the year. I, I know it's nominated for some of the indie stuff. It is nominated game of the year for New York, I believe. For the New York Game Awards. You know what? I would. We should look that up. Did the, the New York think, Awards? I think it's. Get announced I, think yet? They, no, I don't think they've announced it, but I think like some of the devs are saying like we were nominated for a small regional game of the year thing. I know. I gotta look up because I know we have the uh, the big Apple Gaming Awards. Is that what they're called? Yeah, the New York Game yeah. Awards is what it's called. Um, the Golden Joysticks already happened. Uh, Elden Ring won Game of the Year, Ultimate Game of the Year for the Golden Joystick. 
Uh, God of War did win for uh, I'm sorry, no, God of War actually didn't win for best PlayStation game. Stray won for best PlayStation game, but it's on PC. PlayStation console exclusive. <laughs> See, I'm I'm really finicky about that because it's like if you're gonna say console exclusive, it has to be only on that console. That's just my opinion. I, I yeah, it's a weird title. I I kind of get what you're saying there. Uh yeah, the New York Awards have some of the best names for their awards, so it's great. I don't. I don't think the nominees got announced. No, yet. they haven't been announced yet. Yeah. And they those generally don't happen until next year. I think like February, March. Yeah, it's. Uh, I could tell you right now. When is it? Uh, they haven't even announced it yet. I think. One seventeen twenty three. That's January. Yeah, January. <laughs> so that's the New York Game Awards. Baftas are usually in the middle of the year. Yeah. So. That's the one I look forward to. I love BAFTA. So I, I think Vampire Survivors was, I think, is probably nominated for something. And they kind of did it. They launched a whole new genre. Yeah. Like, it has to win something. I have to see something. No, but this Game of the Year uh, watch is going to be really interesting. Um, I don't think Vampire Survivors was one of the nominees for the Game Awards Game of the Year, though, right? It's not. No. It's all like AAA stuff. I know that much. Triple A. Uh, thank you, Sterling. Giving us many sound bites. Um, of course, the only awards you should really care about are the ones that we give you in our end of the year, right around Christmas time, our Digital Era Entertainment Game of the Year Award. <laughs> it's on Steam's Game of the Year Awards. Okay. So you give, like we give the best awards, yeah, because ours comes with like an awesome video, and we tell you why we picked these ten games plus five honorable mentions. We should uh, do a year where we're amazing. There, we should be. We should do a year where we do the five worst or the ten worst. We we do that every year on this podcast. I know. <laughs> oh, you mean like one year where we do it as a video? Yeah. No, I I do not have the energy to do that. I have the energy to be a hater. <laughs> I have one hundred percent the energy to be a hater. <laughs> nope. Oh. Nope. Nah. Get I'm, the hate on people. If you guys want some spoilers, uh, Marvel Snap <laughs> is Digital Era Entertainment's Game of the Year. Sorry, I I, I had to give it over all of those. Marvel Snap is just too good. How much have they paid you? How much? What, what's the size of the check of Marvel? <laughs> they have it. <laughs> no. I think if there's anything... I mean, I still have time because we're still like working on some of the videos. If there's anything that I, I feel like I neglected pointing out in our video was to give anything to Marvel Snap. I kind of want to do this. I'll, 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 I'll spoil a little bit, but I kind of want to go into... Like when we get past the honorable mentions, yeah, and we do the whole like game of the year, yeah, yeah, yeah. the little tinge and troll there. I just want to be like snapped, and then like no, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, but I'm not gonna do that. that it's just an good. idea that popped into my head. That's right really now. good. <laughs> Does anyone do like tabletop of the year or anything like that? I feel like they should. I don't know, huh. but um, I think that's probably the the only thing that uh. Just because we're so crunched for time, and I want to get it out. Why are you advertising me football on Twitch? Because it's Twitch. Oh my god! Um, that's one of the things. The only thing I probably, I probably would be like, I, I regret not highlighting Marvel Snap somehow. 
I mean, it, it kind of came out like really late. Like, like, well, so did God of War, but like, you know. <laughs> no, it came out after God of War. No, Marvel Snap was before God of War. Was it? I didn't yeah. hear about it till now. Where the hell have you been? Like, <laughs> the past two weeks is when I've heard about it the most. Oh, I, I've been playing it since like September. Nah. <laughs> the whole month of October was Marvel Snap. The whole month of November for me was Marvel Snap on my phone. It's literally the only thing <laughs> uh, that I've been playing on my phone. Like, mm-hmm. I've even stopped playing Rune Terra. Like, Rune Terra, have- like, they kind of drop support for it, let's be honest. Well, they, they do updates periodically. They do updates it. periodically, but they're not pushing They just it. had, like, their, uh, their big, like, one of their big tournaments recently. Um, you never hear about Hearthstone anymore. Yeah, that's one that's definitely fallen off a lot. I know the World of Warcraft has their new expansion drop. It's Dragon, good. Dragonflight drop. It's yeah. actually good. But no, I've been playing Marvel Snap. I kind of slacked off the last two weeks personally because, like, playing God of War and doing so many other things. Uh, then I grinded hard, like, the last three days. So, but getting more cards, it's great. I just want to get my Doctor Doom card and my Wong card and just play that deck forever because oh their effects trigger off of each other and then it's just fun. It's fun stuff. Um, but yeah, Marvel Snap is probably one game that uh, I might just like break the rules a bit and do a six honorable mention. Is it five? Or, I can't remember. Why don't I? I, I got to look back at the other videos and be like, did we do five or six? And I don't remember. No, it's just one of those things that you kind of forget. Anyway, uh, let's keep. Let's move on. Let's end the show. Let's get on to. Uh, you know, hopefully, RJ has made it safely home. So he can get on his Pokemon journey. Um, <laughs> it's six because it's exactly one minute, ten seconds each. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. I got to look at what we have then. Because if I only have five, then I can put in Marvel Snap as an honorable mention. And I'll feel better about that. Anyway, uh, RJ's up next with some Pokemon. We'll be back next week with some Game Awards. We'll have everybody on board. So join us for that if you want to watch the Game Awards so we can talk some snark. Uh, Thank you all for dropping in and listening. As always, you can keep the conversation going on our Discord. Check out our website. Check out all our sponsors and stuff. All those links will be there. I'm going to get off air because it's hot in here. And uh, I will catch you next week with the rest of the D squad for the Game Awards. But you can always check out the rest of our streams. Like RJ's coming up right after this. Until next time, though, you've been decoded.